3: Daisy. Co-host Catherine Brandt,
0: Andy Bernard Bernard,
3: and Cassie Schrader, and Daisy. Well, it's Rappenard Rasmussen. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry.
0: We'll be back with the family.
1: Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap.
0: Some reconditioning can't apply, so please, no flood cars from Apple Valley. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Chevy, Mazda, or Nissan, check out the new kids on the block. Don't tell them Tom sent you. Just show up and be amazed. That stuff never works anyway. Mm -mm -mm. I love this song. The Birds.
3: Everything
0: this is a good song. There is a the
3: talk and text line is 612-295-1526. Just got a question about that from a listener.
0: All right, excellent. The talk and text line is what,
3: Catherine? 612-295-1526.
0: Very good. Are Kathy and Christina ready to go?
3: Yes, they
2: are.
0: Kathy, Christina, how are you?
2: Good, how are you?
0: Great. Doing extremely well. Kathy Crispino and Christina Bertoli uh, smothered on TLC, TLC's new series Smothered, with a small S, by the way. Exploring Extreme Mother-Daughter Bonds premiered Sunday, June 9th, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, if you thought you knew what the phrase like mother, like daughter meant. Uh, Just wait until TLC's new family series Smothered makes its premiere. Well, it already made its premiere on June 9th. That's a good thing. Um, What's interesting about that, now which one? So who's the mom and who's the daughter? I'm Kathy
2: and I'm the
0: mom. And Christine is the daughter.
2: And I'm the boss.
0: <laughs> I kind of figured that out already, Kathy. Um, I told my daughter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I
2: yeah.
0: told
3: my daughter I was the boss the other day, and she went, mm, "Not so much."
0: <laughs> mm, nah, not really. Not, not really. <laughs> Um, what's interesting about this for me as a man is I was very close to my mother. So smothered could have been about my mother and me as well, because, and I know this is very special because it's a mother daughter situation, but yeah, my mother, I adored my mother. She was, she was something else.
2: I think that's wonderful.
0: It is a great thing. She was a, she was a tough old woman. I'll tell you that she wouldn't put up with anything.
2: And that's my mother. She's a, she's a tough old woman. Oh, well, I'm
0: Christina. (laughs) They Watch the old there, Christina. (laughs) Exactly. I like that. That's fantastic. So, Christina, when you did you grow up with your mom's last name? Was your name Christina Crispino?
2: You got it, Christina Crispino. I love. I
0: know. No, it sounds like an opera singer. Or a high-end restaurant. that wasn't my
2: choice. That was her father's choice. He wanted Christina. I didn't, so I caved because he wanted a boy, and he got stuck with a girl. So what are you (laughs) going to do?
0: (laughs) Kathy, you are my kind of mom right (laughs) there. I can just tell you. You're my kind of mother. So what did you want to name Christina?
2: I wanted to name her Nicole.
0: Oh, Nicole's a nice name, too, And to too, this
2: day, though. to me, she looks like a Nicole. She doesn't look like a Christina.
0: But you really have to <laughs> understand... What are you going to do? She was... Christina. Yeah, I understand. Christina Crispino, but now if her name was Nicole, her name would be Nicole Bertoli. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's so true. Well, who knew? I didn't know what her last name was going to be when she got married.
0: <laughs> so where, where did Well, you- let me
2: tell you, though. Christina Crispino was a good name for me. I was, uh, I was an athlete back in high school, and... Um, The name just stuck. It was easy for people to remember, and uh, it it ended up working out for all of us, having that name.
0: I think it's wonderful. I'm happy
2: they named me Christina.
0: Well, I tell you what, I grew up. (laughs) And to
2: be honest with you, I never wanted her to change her name anyway. I wanted her to keep her maiden name, but she, you know, she went along with the program and changed her name.
0: Hey, Christina? I'm going to whisper to you so Kathy can't hear me. Is Kathy always in this good a mood, Christina? She always was in this good a mood <laughs> so far she's like christina oh, no. does everything wrong <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is the usual i have to kathy. make her think she does everything wrong i don't want her getting too overconfident you know you got i got to keep her under my thumb just a little
0: bit i understand that absolutely so where, where did you uh, where did you grow up christina where do you live kathy
2: so I grew up in River Forest living with my parents and you know, my I have a brother and a sister also. And then when I got when I got married we moved over to Norwich, which is not too far from River Forest. It's about a twelve minute drive. And I kinda of put my foot down with my husband and said, All right, this is like far as I'll go. I'm not going any farther than, you know, <laughs> twelve minutes, minutes from where I, I grew up.
0: I understand. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Kathy, uh Catherine Brandt, my, my wife and I uh, we built the house, and we found this really nice lot, and that, we just thought that's what... But if you if you measure from this house where we live now to where she grew up and to where I grew up, it's right between the two places we grew up. So I understand what you're saying, Kathy. Oh, that's
2: great.
0: It is a wonderful thing. There's no doubt it's, about that.
2: Yeah, we like it, too. You know, we wanted to change our address, but not our lifestyle. You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> I understand completely. I uh, I grew up Roman Catholic kids, so I've been around Crispinos and Bertolis my entire life, and some nice Irish people and French <laughs> people. I did love that though. I I loved being Catholic and growing up with all those different. Uh, and not to say that you are, but I'm saying for me, it was growing up around all those different cultures and all the different people. It was it was like a gift. It was wonderful. I agree well, uh, with you.
2: It is. It, it is a gift. You know, where I stayed all the time, I was very fortunate to be able to go um, to school where I did and the friendships that I had, everybody was grew up in the same way. You know, our family lifestyle or tradition and everything that we did, you know, revolves around all the same thing. So it was really, um, it was a great thing. And I'm so thankful for it to this day that I was able to grow up in that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's just wonderful. Um, if you thought you knew the phrase like mother, like daughter, what it meant, just wait until TLC's new show. Uh, You get to see that. TLC's fresh twist on family programming, Smothered, follows four outrageous mother-daughter duos who take their bonds to the extreme. Yeah, but, you know, once again, i got to jump in here and tell you, that's just kind of how it is. Uh, like that in our family. We didn't grow up with very much money. We actually grew up very, very poor. And the family was everything to my mother. It absolutely was. So I, I love what you're talking about here.
2: Well, that's all I've ever cared about. I mean, I was afforded the privilege to stay home and raise my kids. I was with them all the time. I was with their friends. I enjoyed every second of it. I'm so grateful and thankful that I was able to do that, that I was with them all the time and a part of their lives. And and my daughter's friends to this day are, are like my second daughters. I mean, they come over, they do things, and they laugh, and they joke about things that happened when they were eight years old. And to me, that is what it's all about. They tell me things like, you know, the best times of my life were at your house with your parties and your pool. And to this day, I'm still carrying on with my grandchildren for that reason, because there's not a better reward than hearing that from somebody.
0: Yeah, I I agree completely. Christina, how do you feel about all that?
2: Oh, I mean, listen, I can't. It doesn't get any better than this. You know, I grew up with my mom being in my life and now she's able to be a part of my my 3 children she's a part of their life so she's with them all the time with me and we're doing the same things that I did as a kid but now we're doing it with my kids and um it, it's just it's wonderful you know as of right now I'm lucky enough to stay home although my husband owns a piece of place so he works uh seven days a week so you know she's with me and she's with the kids and um it's very, it's just a wonderful feeling to be able to be with my mom all the time and the kids be with us also.
0: Isn't it just great? Uh, seriously, you make me very it happy It is, so great
2: to hear a man say this. Oh, really? <laughs> because you don't always hear it. Oh, I want to hear Yeah, it. you know, sometimes you hear guys say, oh, come on, like, you're ridiculous. You're with your mother. So it's really nice that you're a man. It's very refreshing to hear you say that you can understand it it's, I think it's so wonderful
0: too. Well, like I said, my wife Catherine is here, and I think she kind of suffered at first because I was so close to my mother. She had a hard time getting close to me. I think.
3: Mm, Remember that? It could be no, it, hard time it really it mom. was. Yeah, it just was being accepted into the family. Oh yeah. I don't think I ever was.
2: Oh, I can totally relate to that. My <laughs> husband, you know, he was an Italian son with his mother, who was, you know, exactly the same. They were extremely close. And it's hard to break in. And I had a very tough time breaking in. But once I was in, she loved me like I was her own daughter till the day she died. See? So, you know, I get it. Yeah, your I mother tolerated me like
3: her own daughter. <laughs>
0: she, at first, she tolerated you. You were stealing her baby boy. After I grew up in a family of seven, uh, seven kids. There were five boys and two girls. My mother raised them all pretty much by herself. She did it. You know, what you're doing for me today, both of you, uh, what you're doing for me today is bringing back these magnificent memories of what this feels like. And I hope people listening know what it feels like to have a relationship like Kathy and Christina have. It's magnificent. You're never sitting out there like, thinking you're spinning through the universe all alone. You know you have each other, and that's a huge thing, don't you think?
2: Absolutely. I think knowing, I think a kid knowing that their mother is always in their corner, yep. not to yes them to death, not to give them whatever they want, but when they're wrong, to correct them, when the, you know, correct them, to teach them, you know, the, what's better than me giving her my life experience as a guy for what to do and what not to do? I've made all the mistakes. I don't want her to make the mistake, so, you know, I have that to offer to her because we're so close, you know? A lot of people feel like, oh, let them make their own mistakes, let them go out on their own. I don't want my kids to be... To suffer, or they have to—if I can stop them from making a mistake, you know, or help them not make a, a wrong decision—that's what I'm here for.
0: Absolutely, uh, Christine. I have to ask you this: When Kathy would get upset, mm-hmm. did you go hide under the bed so you didn't?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, definitely not. I was um, out of the three siblings, me and my sister and brother. I'm a little bit of a fighter back, you know. Um, now that I'm older and have kids, I understand where she comes from and. You know, she's my first person I go to for advice. But, you know, when you go through those high school years and you're trying to, you know, date who you want and do what you want, you have a difficulty, you know, listening to your mother because you think, of course, she has no clue what she's talking about. So I was a little bit of a fighter. And we had a couple years of disagreements. But you know what? She held hers and she stuck to her gun. And there was rules. I mean, I was a 24-year-old that had a curfew i had a serious boyfriend and i came home every night there was no vacationing there was no none of that she said you want to do all that put a ring on the finger so (laughs) i followed old school tradition and you know my husband was like now my husband was like this is a joke that it. i mean it took me to marry you to get a sleepover (laughs) i said well that's the way it goes in this house so you know my mom was very strict as close as we are now it, it took it took some years to get through of me trying to experiment and see what I could get away with, but I did not get away with much, let me tell you.
0: But you do realize it was now,
2: always
0: there. You do realize now, Christina... I'm sorry? You do realize now that that was just the love your mother has for you. It looked like she was lording over you or, or whatever the situation is, but that wasn't it at all. She just loves you, and she was showing her love by by protecting you, Right.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's true. It really is. You don't think that, but it's true. And, you know, I see now, you know, a lot of things were 100% right. I can actually say that now. I would have never told her that at 17, but she is no. right.
0: Yes, that's exactly it. So. I do. Uh, I remember one time my mother was talking about her some new new friends she had. And, and God, I wish you both could have been there to hear this because it was unbelievable. My mother... <laughs> was very proud of her new friends, and she, she was a proud woman anyway. Like I said, dirt poor, worked like a mad woman, but a very proud woman. And she told me about, and I'm like 16, so I'm a smart ass, right? And mm-hmm. she says, oh, my new friends, you have to meet them sometime. They're just doing very well, and I'm very proud to be their friend. It's just they, they do so well and I said, it sounds like to, to me like there are a couple of stiffs joking around with her, right? <laughs> I said, sounds like there are a couple of stiffs. And she goes, I swear to God. I don't know if you guys know who Edward G. Robinson is, but oh, it's like, oh, call, we lost him? Yeah, the call just dropped. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, it might, might have been their there. producer because it's
4: 1225.
0: Oh, it's 25, yeah. Oh, I suppose. Well, well, that's too bad. They were great. They were. So what I was just telling, I was just telling Kathy and Christina. So I apologize for keeping them long. Um, but in any case, I love talking to them. I, I could have kept them for an entire hour. But I, yeah. I, So my mother got my new friends. They're just the greatest and they do so well. And I said, You sound like a couple of stiffs to me. And she literally went, Edward G. Robinson. Say, listen, they're doing plenty good. See? <laughs> I'm like, what? Where did that come from? All of a sudden she's doing Italian gangster. That's gangsters. hilarious. Say, listen.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, okay, I, they're yeah. Edward G.
3: I grew up with a ve- with very strict parents, and, yeah, you do end up bucking against it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not until you're older and you have your own kids, it's like, oh, no wonder they were acting this way. Yeah, I know. That's well, what I said. Yeah. I've called and apologized to my parents after what my boys have put me through at times, and I'm like, I'm so sorry if I've ever done anything to make you that upset. I <laughs> think karma's rearing its ugly head back mm, at me. be interesting what Andy has as a child. Oh, <laughs> oh can you imagine? Oh we are wondering. You better practice your patience. Remember, right now. Remember
0: when our kids were born? I put a. I wanted to put about 900 buzzers and uh, alarms yeah. and everything. Else. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I <laughs> lived yeah,
3: through like, any of it.
0: What? <laughs> I just stuck. wanted to protect the kids. That's yeah. all I was saying. Yeah. What?
3: Yeah, but it made <laughs> me talk to the doctor like the wimp that you are.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <The doctor. laughs> now yeah. I'm a wimp. Yeah call the doctor
3: and try to get a SIDS monitor. I'm like, you, you're the one that has the irrational fear.
0: (laughs) It's not a rational fear. Yeah, it was. they were teetering on the brink.
3: So, of course, because you're like Mr. Anxiety-ridden man, I I do it. And he's like, well, let me see. Did you drink when you were pregnant? No. Did you smoke when you were pregnant? No. Did your child have a low birth weight? No. I did. Andy did not. I did. Yes, you did. But um, anyway, he said, there's very little chance that something's going to happen to this baby. I'm like, can you call my husband and tell him this?
0: He called and I said, yeah, forget it, buster.
3: Yeah, buster. Because it's usually, you know, it's not always, but, you know, I mean, it's very rare for a healthy child that, oh, and smoking, no smoking in the house. He said, that's a huge one. Oh, God,
0: we ran out of time. I just looked up, we're out of time We'll be back right after this with the family It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilsky From North American Banking Company Michael, we spent some time talking about Your free app and money transfer service X-Check, which is just great by the way You can transfer money to your kid To travel home from college and lots of other uses I got wind of another service You provide at North American Banking Company What's this super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy Or visit WhitingClinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK.
1: Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Help.
4: I need somebody. Help, there you go. Not just anybody. Help. You know, I need someone.
0: So basically what happened was I called Kathy and Christina back and I said, you have to put another dime in the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Dime? (laughs) What century
3: are you from?
0: (laughs) I got to tell you both something. You know what an honor it is to have you want to come back for another segment? I am having a ball talking to you, so I'm, I'm glad. I'm hoping you enjoy it, too.
2: Oh, we do. We're having a great time.
0: Oh, I just, because it means. Uh, I'm
2: mesmerized by this podcast thing because I don't even understand it. <laughs> I don't, it's so high tech for me that I just like, you know, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone.
0: Kathy, <laughs> honest to God, I'm picturing, when you talk, I'm picturing my mother. Honest to God, because she, you know, I don't understand <laughs> any of that stuff that you people do now with your electronic instruments. You a little like, bit like Jesse Ventura. You know,
2: that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how it is. Or they brutal. say I hashtag wrong. I don't know how to <laughs> text, so. Oh yes, I'm always yeah, like wrong. I need to, like put her in the class. Yes, I'm always the it's source alert. of
3: dismay for my daughter with that stuff too.
0: Okay, I'm going to say one more thing, Christine, <laughs> and I'll get the hell out of the way because I want to hear more about your relationship my mother's name was Theophila which means the love of God try growing up with a mother named the love of God Christina oh, wow <laughs> it was not well him.
2: I did one I did one just like that I named my son himself in Italian which means crucifix so we call him cross cross now mm-hmm. New years Yes, yeah. now that he made his communion this year. He thinks he's God. Yeah, learned about
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, is that not toots?
3: Yeah.
2: He, he just he... was nailed on the cross. Kathy, <laughs> he I'm said not... to me, Grandma, do you know why my name is Cross? And I said, why? And he said, because I'm a God. Oh, yes. oh <laughs> dear. <laughs> well, <laughs> <there> <laughs> no. That be a real problem I had us. thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is wonderful. Honest to God, I it, this it's it's so much fun for me to talk to you about this because it just brings back the great uh, my my, my uh, childhood, the wonderful parts of it, and just it's it's just terrific hearing you. Because obviously, and I want everybody listening to notice this how much Kathy and Christina love one another. It's very easy to pick up on. Yes, sure do. It is wonderful yes, for sure. Can't so. get away from me.
2: <laughs>
0: so, not.
3: so I have a question about the show. So, on the show, what are are you revealing your um, sweet, loving side, or your, or do you have a manic, weird side? <laughs> I mean, we all do. I'm sorry. You know what? I couldn't hear
2: you on the show. What was the
3: question? Oh, I'm I'm, at, I'm wondering if on the show, if you're talking about your. Um, a close relationship, or are you talking about the parts that may not be so uh, nurturing and wonderful?
2: Well, on the show, you know, there's a there's a little bit of drama, you know, and, you know, it's got to be a little interesting. So, yeah, you know, it's not, you know, 100% lovey-dovey mother-daughter stuff. You know <laughs> okay. know <what> I mean? <laughs> But it really is us, and you know, when we're together, we're two that are, I mean, of course we love each other, but we also like to um, make fun of each other, joke around with each other, so we do a lot of that on the show. I mean, nobody in the world makes me laugh the way my daughter does. I mean, she knows what, if if we're in a situation and she she knows what I'm thinking and she knows exactly what to say to make me bust out laughing, I mean, she's always got me. So funny! I wanted
1: her to stand up comedy because like she
2: can on your point but she can make fun. She can look at somebody and pick out their, you know, their funny points or their their bad points and make fun of it to the point where you can't stop laughing. And I love to be around her because she's always got me laughing.
3: That's wonderful. It I is love wonderful.
0: That. I have to read something about the show. This is from the uh, producer of your show. Kathy is a constant presence. Okay. Kathy is a constant presence in Christina's life and often acts as a co-parent to her grandchildren. However, Christina's husband and in-laws feel that Kathy is overstepping her boundaries, thus igniting a family feud. So, Kathy, now you have uh, you have my number. So, if anybody thinks you're overstepping your bounds and feuding <laughs> with you, just give me a call and I'll put an end to that.
2: Thank you. I mean, I gotta deal with all these Italians. <laughs>
0: Tell me about that, Kathy. Dealing with the Italians—they're
2: all short and they all—they're all real crazy and you know, <laughs> just all, all, mm. you want to push, push
0: me around. <laughs> can push me around. Oh God, Kathy, you're my, you're amazing. Christine and Kathy, you're you're amazing people. You just made my my Wednesday seriously. Talking about this is what to oh, me. Uh, don't you think that people need to watch the show just to find out what it's supposed to be like? We do this show every day. We're in, we're in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We do the show every day. At most days, I am here, my wife's here, our son is here, and our daughter's here. They're all We're all four together. Why? Because we want to be. Oh, I don't that's know. Great. I don't know if the kids want to be, but Kathy mm. and I want to be with <laughs> our kids, so we kind of forced them into it. But it's you two are are, are what families are all about. It's what loving your family is all about. It's so obvious. See, Kathy puts on the, the tough deal, but I bet you, Christina, is this true, that once you get through that hard shell, that, that Kathy just falls apart with love for you, doesn't she? Oh,
2: 100%. Yep. You've got her nailed. you <laughs> got She is she is my weakness. All my kids are, but, she, you know, I, I just she could call me at midnight and say, I need milk, go get it, and I'll run. The, I'll jump out of bed and go to 7-Eleven and get it for
0: her. <laughs> Which I think is terrific.
3: Don't get any ideas, Alex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, Alex can start doing that. No, it, I, I think this show um, is going to do a great service for a lot of people because this is how it's supposed to be. You have a sense of humor about things. You know, right now we have such a problem. With with people, you know, being funny, it's very hard for comedians to be funny now because everybody's offended and everybody's marginalized and everybody's upset.
2: Uh, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. We, we, this, we can't agree with you, Miss. This, this is something we talk about every single day. Yeah. Actually it actually was a little bit hard to film sometimes, at times, while we were filming because. We were trying to be, you know, uh, politically correct about everything. Be careful, because we don't want people, obviously nobody knows us, this is our first time being introduced out there in television, and we don't want people to get the wrong idea. But, you know, the way we are and the way we talk, I mean, nothing is meant to hurt anybody's feelings. No. It's just, you know, we're just having a good time or we're laughing, and, you know, people take things the wrong way. So we at times had, a, you know, we had to watch the way we spoke. 'Cause we didn't want to offend anybody. And everybody is just so sensitive now and it, it's just it's and we do it people like, aren't allowed to be themselves. Right. You can't make a joke, you can't make a criticism. Everybody's crying. I call this the generation of crybabies. I say it all the time. We have a generation of crybabies. They cry and whine about everything. You know? And they have more than any generation has ever had. That's true. I tell the story all the time. I used to have to roller skate down the, the alley. With no helmet, no pads on a hill, and just take my chances. Now they can't walk out the door without being totally protected. I mean, come on, you know, let's let's go back to the way it used to be. Yeah, Uh, yeah. and even you know, on the show filming, I mean, we make fun of Italians. We're Italian, of course we do. So I I a comment about there about free falls, and some people got offended. But you know, that's the way we talk. I'm not. It's about my people. You know, it's not like I'm anything in a bad way so it's it's hard now in this type of generation where yeah. everyone takes everything the wrong way
0: you know what I want to do if you guys can do it and, and you know maybe Art Sears can can, uh, can figure this out I also do a morning show in in this market it's a very highly rated morning show a lot tons of people listen I would love to have you guys on that morning show as well because the more people you reach I think the happier you're gonna make people realizing. You know, you don't have to just keep everything buttoned up and, oh, I'm the mother and I'm the daughter and we must behave. You two go at each other because you love one another, right?
2: Absolutely. It's the best. Yes, agreed.
0: It is. It's absolutely the best. I love to hear it, but I I do want, if it's okay with you guys... Uh, I'd like to book you on the morning show as well because I'd like to talk more about your show. I think it's a great idea. First of all, how how did they come up with the idea to do this in the first place on Smothered on TLC? You
2: know what? I'm not exactly sure how they came up with the idea. I just got the casting from um, a friend of mine who was uh, a model and a photographer. She got the casting call and she sent it over to me. And she said, um, you know, this is you and your mother. I'm going to send a little something in and, you know, we'll see what happens. And then we got a phone call um, from Modega Productions who who ended up casting us. And, you know, they did a lot of FaceTime interviews with us and they, they narrowed it down and they said that we were right for the show. I mean, never in a million years did we think anything like this was going to happen. I mean, I sit on Sunday night and I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching us on TV on Sunday night. We didn't, like, go after this. It just kind of fell in our lap, and mm-hmm. it's, like, so natural for us.
0: And the show's doing very well, from what I understand, correct?
2: It is. It's um, it's, it's holding its ratings every week. Um, We've been doing very well. So, and, you know, the thing is, there's only a couple weeks left. Um, this Sunday coming up is episode seven, and we filmed for a total of eight episodes. So, um, hopefully, there'll be a second season or something more to come with the show. I mean we had so many funny things happen during the filming that they can even they can't even get on TV cuz there's just not um, you know enough a lot of time but uh, there's so much and we had so much fun doing it we really did and the you know TLC and the the producers they were just magnificent i mean they 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 be, when they leave i i want to cry because i feel like their family oh she gets all upset you're <laughs> going to feed on invite them for the holidays or, oh my god they're leaving no i'm like oh, come on go out i mean she gets very upset about it so <laughs> we, we get a chance easily
0: hey i want to come for the holidays forget them tlc can come you're all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> because oh, i don't know after this show, ends. <laughs> yeah. So please,
0: come over. Oh, God. We'll get to everybody. I'll bring the whole family. We'll get together. I can just watch Kathy lord over her entire I family. <laughs> I got plenty of room. I got plenty of room. I throw out more food than I order. I don't know how it happens.
2: Mm-hmm. More think, food than I make.
0: I think, to tell you the truth, you're doing a great service. Great, great casting by TLC. The TLC does a great job, anyway. But they did a wonderful job. Uh, I'm assuming yeah. the rest of the people on the show... Uh, are are as close to one another or special in the way that you two are, Kathy Crispino and Christina Bertoli. I cannot tell you how what a, what a thrill it was to talk to you. I enjoyed it immensely. It just gave me nothing but memories of my own childhood and my own mother and basically I, I got my... Uh, my wife now lording over me. But, well, anytime you,
2: know. you need to be smothered, just give me a
0: call. <laughs> I'll get it done. I promise. Thank you so much for calling back. You're you're great. Thank I, you. I loved it. Good Thank luck with you. the show. Let's talk again soon. I'll reach out uh, to put to get you on the morning show. Okay. Terrific. Awesome. Thank you so much,
2: Tom. Nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you as well, Kathy and Christina. Who's better? God, they were. I they did. They just reminded me so much of being a kid. Because mm-hmm. that was pretty much Bobby, Vicky, and Toots right there.
3: Here, I'll show you a picture of what they look like. Is that how you... Not a surprise at all.
0: <laughs> she actually yeah. kind of looks like Toots.
3: Yeah, she's got that that Ita- Brooklyn oh. Italian mom. Uh, Christina's yeah, yeah, a very
4: yeah, yeah. pretty young lady, yeah. too. I love her shirt. It's so <laughs> loud.
1: And it's <laughs> so, like, perfect for her personality. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Yep, yeah. I see
3: it.
0: Love them. Absolutely. Isn't that just wonderful that they're... Uh, Mm-hmm. They're, that, they're close enough to go on television. A lot of times when this happens, they put, like, family members on the same show. They end up with infighting because one wants to, oh, you want to be the star. and you Well, There's and also
3: they, it. you know, they pit each other against each other and they try to make it more dramatic. Yeah, do, yeah. As yep. the seasons go on, they have to try to be more interesting, mm-hmm. so to speak. So. Yeah.
0: How yeah. great it was! It though that they called back and wanted to be on again. That's
3: really sweet. It just mm-hmm. really.
0: It was just so enjoyable for me, I, and it just brought back all the Smothered. things. Smothered. yeah Smothered.
3: I know a couple of smothery mothers. You do? Yes.
0: Who might that be?
3: <laughs> I'm not smothery. I'm not smothery. <laughs> I am smothery. <laughs> She's like, no. No comment. I <laughs> don't don't <laughs> you're not. If anything, you're. <laughs> too removed. Oh! <laughs> oh.
0: You're cold hearted, mom. Not cold hearted,
3: but you just are. I don't know.
0: You're a little. And let you live you're
3: your life. Little, what's wrong with that? Uninterested
0: sometimes. Oh, that's not true at all. That could be. <laughs> that, <okay. laughs> Maybe. I'm she trying knows. to defend you. What are, are you doing?
4: Sometimes. She yes, is. Sometimes can. she's like, whatever. I can't what
0: deny? I don't <laughs> care what <laughs> you're doing. Uh, we only got about 30 seconds here. Michael, Brian, thank you so much for sending me this text. Uh, good news on Norm Coleman. They have got all the cancer oh, from his God. lung. He
3: has just been having Oof. a heck of a five-year span yeah. here.
0: Love Normie, man. Norm's That's a great guy. It is really too bad. He's going through all this uh, with all the different situations. It started in his throat. Uh,
1: yeah. It started throat
0: cancer, I believe, I think. yes. Mm. But I had, hey, uh, it's been maybe almost a year now. I had, I had lunch with him. And he was not expected to do all that well way back then, so he's hanging in there very, very nicely. So, yeah, it is great news for Norm Coleman. The cancer surgery on his left lung, the cancer is, has all been removed, so hopefully it won't come back again, right?
3: Yeah, God
0: willing. We will, yeah, God willing, exactly. We'll take a break, be right back. Another very, very good guest coming up next with the family.
1: and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to ChrisLindahl.com right now to see
0: if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. I'm talking to Neil Sheehy, ex-NHL defenseman. Neil, you've had a great success following the Nutrimost wellness plan. How much weight did you lose and what makes Nutrimost different from all those other programs out there?
1: Tom, I dropped over 63 pounds in 44 days. But more importantly, I know how to keep it off. In addition to my success, I have two brothers and two sisters who had great success on the Nutramost wellness program. And collectively, we all lost a total of 222 pounds on the program. My brother and I were so impressed that we decided to open up a clinic in Plymouth.
0: Find out how and why Nutrimost is unlike any other weight loss plan by attending the Nutrimost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, June 24th at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutrimost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Register for the Nutrimost Dinner or schedule your immediate consultation. Call 763-333-7337. That is 763-333-7337. What do we got here? SpongeBob? No. <laughs> hey, good looking. What you got cooking? Are you trying to say that Brad is handsome is that what you're saying
4: that's cooking
0: (laughs) brad miller with us how you doing brad (laughs) oh you're breaking up like mad but we'll get through that part everything's going really really well cooking channels food truck nation Uh, returned Tuesday, July 16th. Just yesterday at 9 p.m., Food Truck Nation returns to the Cooking Channel, and during the season's 13 episodes, Brad travels the country to introduce viewers to the latest and greatest bites on wheels and the innovative chefs who continue uh, to do this great work. So, Brad, food trucks have become huge. You go to some events now, and I cannot even count how many food trucks are there. Yeah,
4: it's one of those things where... It wasn't that, it wasn't. There was a lot of like the Roach Coaches. That was like what every new food truck for, <laughs> was like, like construction sites with sandwiches right. and some you know, potato chips and some waters and sodas. But I mean, uh, it, it's become like this revolution of like how to do great food. But like, honestly, it, it's all about the cost. It's like the fact that you can get you these great chefs and these great people to know how to make this amazing food. And like you don't have to spend two million dollars on a restaurant. They can right so you know, size the limit for what you want to spend, you can open for like five K and have like and be pushing out your awesome food. And that's really, really? cool. That's really cool to that they can do that.
3: I didn't know it only cost five thousand dollars to do that.
4: Hmm. I mean it depends on what city you're in, it only costs five K. LA it's probably oh, yeah. not five K. <laughs> I
0: love this. So it's a uh, in the premiere. Brad visited a high uh, mile high city at Denver, Colorado, where family-run food truck, Simply Pizza, is cranking out crowd-pleasing Neapolitan-style pies. And then, of course, he goes to Atlanta Brad and then heads down to Atlanta where the Happy Belly truck is cooking up mouth-watering artisanal burgers mm. that boast freshly smoked meats in their custom ceramic smoker.
3: It's lunchtime. Can you drive up right now? Mm-hmm. Other
0: stops, St. Louis, Missouri, Portland, Oregon, Nashville, Tennessee, Seattle, Washington. The food's gotten pretty good up here in Minneapolis-St. Paul too, Brad. you got to get up here.
4: We were there last
0: year, actually. Oh, God, where were you? I want to know where you So where, where were you?
4: Okay, so i got to tell you guys about this. So Everybody always asks me, what's my favorite truck? And you're not really supposed to respond. It's like a child. You're not supposed to say which is your favorite. But <laughs> there is a truck in Minneapolis called Babuda. It's oh, the yeah. Babuda truck, and it's a sushi burrito truck, and it's amazing. It's like the best I've ever had.
3: Sushi burrito. Yeah, mm. yeah I've heard of it, and it sounds horrifying.
1: <laughs> sounds well, horrifying. Why? I would not eat that. Why not?
3: Just giant... Sushi? I don't know. People love it. Well, Brad, tell not me about it. Thing. Why
0: did you like it so much, Brad?
4: I like it because, he, well, so one, he's like a master sushi chef. Oh. And you really don't see a master sushi chef doing, you know, <laughs> sushi burritos. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, it's almost kitschy, but it's, honestly, it's not. It, it makes sense. It's like a giant, like a giant roll. Like if you get a roll at a sushi place, it's like the same kind of concept. It's a giant roll, mm-hmm. except he uses such quality ingredients. And being a master sushi chef, he knows what he's doing. So I mean, honestly, I'm like completely. It, it was one of my favorite trucks, and I tell people that all the time. the way he cuts the the fish. He knows he's doing. He gets the best cuts of um, tuna in. He makes the he has the best soy. He makes his own soy. He is really doing it like he's running like a five star restaurant, and it's out of a truck. And he's I mean he's killing it. You
0: guys have to get out
3: there and see him. He, I'm he's following doing a him. Great job. I'm following him right now on social media. <laughs> find
0: out where he is. <laughs> Perfect. We'll find out where he is. <laughs> yeah. Brad, did you find? I got to run some by here because uh, up until about 25 years ago, Minneapolis-St. Paul had maybe three or four good restaurants. That was about it. The food here was not all that great. Uh, the steakhouses did well but in the last 25 years and has this been across the uh, united states or around the world or whatever we have so many great restaurants here now it's unbelievable and i assume it's like that everywhere else in america is that correct
4: i really think it is i think i think since i mean since the advent of the internet uh, people've been able and since it, you know we've been uh, as we've been going forward towards you know the future people've been able to find great food And not only that, people can now, like, because of social media, you can have a great restaurant and people can find out about it without you hiring, like, you know, a PR team. And I think that's what, like, really... um Moved it moved into the future, like, having all these great restaurants in cities that never had great restaurants before. And, and also, it's one of those things that people are educated now. Before, you would just, oh, I don't like that. I don't know what that is. But now you can look it up. You can research. You can really oh, dive true. into yeah. what things are. You know, you don't have to have Encyclopedia Britannica anymore. You can, you can really just, like, look up anything you want and know what something is. And that's why there's so many great restaurants. And, I mean, in and, and Minnesota, Gavin Cason, what he's done for that, for that city is amazing. He's yep. like an amazing chef, and yeah, he is. his restaurants are are, are unbelievable. I
0: mean Spoon and Stay was awesome. Yeah, Spoon and, and Bellacore. He does a good job out in Wyzetta, too. He does a very very nice job. Yeah, we've had a bunch of James Beard Award winners
4: here. Yeah, someone, yeah it's, it's amazing. someone like him doing that level of food, really brings attention, like national attention, to Minnesota, and it, and then and it, it make uh, other chefs who are you know what they're doing, you know, come out of the woodwork in Minnesota and open up great restaurants.
0: Well, they do absolutely we well right. Isaac Becker also won the James Beard award. He's another chef in town mm-hmm. that owns several restaurants. they're phenomenal there' there are a lot of really good people. matter of fact Scott Foster a friend old friend of mine. I think he's on his fourth, fifth or maybe even sixth restaurant now and they're all really good. it's it made life a lot better here, Brad. It really did
4: And, and that's really hard to do. I have restaurants it's really hard to make them all delicious, um, you know, because of consistency and, you know, in 40s, But I really respect people that can do that and they can do it the right way. Cause it's so hard to do. I mean, I grew up in a small town outside of Chicago. So, like, I, I grew up on meat and potatoes. I didn't know much about the food scene, even though my dad's a butcher. And, it's you know, like I said, like, ever since, like, TV and the Internet, like, I kind of grew up like, oh, wow, this is something I could get into. This, is, this looks great. And I think that's what everybody's doing now.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And by the way, I mean, it's talking about Chicago, Chicago is a magnificent place to eat. But Chicago, to me, I started traveling there, I would guess probably 45 years ago, 40 years ago, something like that. Gene uh, and Giorgetti, to this day, I know there are probably better Italian places in Chicago, different kinds of Italian. But when I go to Chicago, I go to Gene and Giorgetti because so many great memories there. That's part of dining out for me too, Brad, is the memories that you create, the things that happen while you're at these wonderful restaurants. You meet family, you, you meet friends, whatever it is. Having dinner at a great restaurant is really a wonderful social event.
4: I mean, honestly, us is. I think uh, being a chef, I'm in the uh, business of not just cooking food. I'm in the business of creating memories. Yeah. And uh, I think that's. Why I take that kind of very seriously. I mean, it's it's one of those things when you create memories. Uh, it's it's kind of a reason why when someone's like, "Oh, my mother makes the best chicken parmesan," or "My mother makes the best matzo ball soup." Um, even though I'm a, I'm a trained chef and I could probably make it better than their mother, <laughs> they're not going to enjoy mine. It's, it's about the memory. The memory, the flavor, the smell they have of their mother making it or their grandmother making it. I, I don't want to compete with That's something I don't want to compete with. I don't want to compete with a memory that they have that's that amazing and that beautiful.
0: Yeah, see that, meant, and that's the whole thing about fam. Well, that we we talk quite often about you know, how important it is to sit down with your family and have a, a meal once in a while, have a great time. It is a family event, and and we were just talking to a couple of Italian women, uh, and that whole Sunday gravy thing in Italian families is I just love that thing. Where they kind of combine everything else from the, from earlier in the week, and they put it in the in the sauce, and they make a Sunday gravy, and it's a it's a huge social family event. I love that about food.
4: It's so great because also like you know seeing the grandmother in her apron sitting yeah. there stirring that gravy all day long on Sunday. <laughs> yep. That part of the you know that that makes it taste better too. Just the energy she's putting into it.
0: So, Brad, what, what kind of food first grabbed your attention? Do you remember what that maybe that one meal was when you were a little kid and you went, oh, my God, this is heaven?
4: Yeah, yeah I mean, I grew up, so <laughs> growing up in the Midwest, I, uh, my dad's a butcher, so I had a lot of steak and a lot of potatoes. Right. Really was not, figurative. I had steak and potatoes for dinner every night. But I remember my dad made, um, and this is so simple, very, very old school Midwest, my dad made uh, mushroom caps with crab, oh, like yeah. you know, crab meat, little like, almost like a little crab. You do know, it's, like, it's almost a fifty style, uh, doing this kind of like passworder. My dad made them, and that was the first time I tasted something that complex, which is like mushrooms, the the crab meat, little breadcrumbs, and seasoning in there. And I took a bite of that, and that kind of like shocked me. I was like, "Wow, you <laughs> can taste like this." And, and, how it, old? and that that was probably an aha moment for me.
0: How old were you? I think I was probably ten. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That is uh, – look, my mother was yeah. not a good cook, but there are still a couple of meals. You think, oh, that my mother – what are you smiling My wife's over here smiling at me because she, I she – was well, she wasn't. I my mean, mother I'm was sorry. not a good God cook. God
3: bless her, but she
0: – All right, we'll tell you wasn't. a very quick story, Brad. <laughs> this is a 60-second story. Catherine, my lovely wife, who was, at, uh, was talking just now, Came right. to our house, and my mother overcooked every piece of meat she ever looked at. She overcooked everything.
3: Did not want any moisture in
0: the food. No moisture <laughs> allowed. So <laughs> Catherine buys her this big, beautiful, was it a Delmonico roast? It was some
3: sort of roast. We thought that maybe she was just buying super cheap cuts because she was just so used to feeding an army of seven children. And, and poor family. And not yeah. having any money. So we thought right. maybe maybe she's just buying really bad meat. I don't know. So we brought her this beautiful roast and it was like i don't know probably two and a half pounds by the time she was done with it it was about a half pound
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> That's That's great a little dry
3: a little dry, <laughs> a little
4: dry
0: like eating it charcoal it did not
3: taste any better than You're anything about a
0: else <laughs> he had yeah, lots of milk to wash oh, it. Oh, man.
3: Yeah, she <laughs> just brutalized food. <laughs>
0: it's been a, Brad, it's been a great day for us because we we're talking to a mother and a daughter who do a TV show together on the, the Learning Channel TLC. And to talk to you about your dad being a butcher and what you experienced the fact that, you know, the, the mushroom caps with crab that is the whole thing that you connect that directly to your family. You love it. It really got your attention, and maybe set off the whole career that you have now. But that—that that might have been the day it was all set off.
4: I, I think it could have been, and also, I mean, I'm a—I'm a true Midwest boy. You throw some tuna noodle casserole
0: my way, and I'm all over it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely.
3: Um, it's hot dish.
0: The only thing I didn't like, Brad, though, is when I went to a friend's house. And they would bring out the tuna noodle casserole. And for some reason, some of my friends' mothers would put cornflakes on top of it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh. Yes. oh, oh make no, you got to do
4: the French's. You got to do the French's onions. <laughs> oh, the um, onion, the, that's it's right. It's one or the other. The
0: French's onion, the little, little onion. canned
4: onion, yeah. <laughs>
0: you got to do that. I, mm-hmm. I don't know about tuna and onion, though. No, I'm that, throwing
4: uh, it back, man. I'm throwing it back, Tom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, this is what it's all about, getting together with families. We love, you know. Our children. Uh, Andy's here. He's thirty-two, that's and good. Alex is thirty. No, it is a good thing to love. We your love kids. We love our children. It? We love our children. I know it's unusual, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
4: it's
0: always nice. <laughs> but to sit down with the family and enjoy, sit down with the family and enjoy uh, a meal like that is still very, very special th- to me. I just think uh, that's a huge part of it. And I think Brad, what set you off is the fact that your dad. Was a butcher, so you were always around food. And then he and he brings the mushroom caps with a crab on you, and it, it kind of set your brain off. Like this is where I, this is what I'm all about. I love that.
4: Yeah, and it's also honestly with the, with the food show, with, you know, Truck Nation. The cool thing is, is I not only get to go around and taste amazing food and see some great ideas, but these are families. It's not mm-hmm. young chefs coming up. It's like these are like families that have food trucks together. and Like, it's a simple pizza one, the one that aired last night. It's uh, mom, dad, and the two teenage daughters. They're all happy, and they're working on the truck together. And that's their food memories now. Their food memories are going to be working in that truck, whether they take over the family business or not. That's their food memories. And it's just really cool to see all these great people across the country, honestly, just doing something they truly love, like a passion. A lot of people don't get to do their passion for a living. And it's very yeah. rare to see it. And when you see it, Man, it's golden.
0: It is wonderful. We only have one more minute, unfortunately, so I want to ask you, is there one tip on summer cooking that really stands out among all the others, a a great tip for summer cooking?
4: I think the best tip you could ever ever possibly do is whatever you're doing on the grill, marinate it. Just Mm. marinate it for three hours. (laughs) It can be just simple, you know, a little bit of vinegar and a little bit of oil, salt and pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, just really simple. But marinated for some reason, I think when you grill meat or a pork chop or some chicken on the grill, just that smell of all those spices and the marinade and the little vinegar and everything, it just it really reminds me of summer. It's just going to make your summer that much more fun and light.
0: It is a wonderful thing, ladies and gentlemen. Fruit uh, Food Truck Nation Tuesdays, uh, 9 p.m. is Eastern Time, so it would be 9, uh, 8 o'clock Central. Is that correct? Yes, correct. All right. I just wanted to make sure I got that right. Brad Miller, thank you so much for your time. Great talking to you, sir. Have a good day.
4: Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day.
0: Brad Miller, ladies and gentlemen. You had Kathy. You had Christina. It's just, maybe what we should do is I I should get a hold of TLC and the Food Network and all of a sudden say, I'm going to do a podcast based just on your programming. (laughs) (laughs) Because I do. I love talking about this stuff, you know, because it's all very family-oriented and, you know.
3: Yeah, it's just. You know, it's what's on TV that's good. Yeah,
0: because there's (laughs) nothing else on TV that's any good. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.